Welcome back, Scary Dolls. Hello. Hi. <laughs> We're back. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. I'm Carol. And you're listening to Scary Not Scary Podcast. Yay. So... We're officially in spooky... I consider spooky season. Yeah. We're pretty much there already. It's always spooky season. (laughs) Last episode is crazy. Yeah. So this episode's going to be crazier. Yes. We're on a roll with our spooky episodes. (laughs) We're going to keep the momentum. to the last episode, go ahead. Because there's a surprise guest. Actually, there's three surprise guests. Mm -hmm. A total of three. Yep. Mm -hmm. So turn up your... Make sure you turn up your volume. That's all we're going to say. Just turn up your volume. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also you hear Ashley having a heart attack. Yeah, I have hyperventilated, almost fainted. Yep, <laughs> the whole bit. So today we have our guardian angel candle. We have sage, a rosary. And holy water. I brought my own. She brought her. She <laughs> calls it spray bottle. I'm like, no, it's more of a holy water gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she came over. She told Tim, look, I brought holy water. So every time Mandy says something scary, I'm just going to stop it. <laughs> Like, like a cat, cat. <laughs> like a cat. Oh I'm gosh. just gonna spray every ten seconds. If you hear, <laughs> Shh, that's me. Aww. It's okay. Don't wet my hair, though. I won't. I'll try not to. Thanks. <laughs> All <laughs> mad. Thanks. Don't wet my hair. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna keep the momentum going and keep things spooky from now until the end of October. Until the end of time. Until the end of time. Well, we're going to stay spooky, obviously, but we're going to cut mm-hmm. back a little bit on... We're going to stay scary. Murders. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley's all sad. Yeah. Yep. Aww. No murders. Nope. You know what you signed up for, homegirl? Girl. <laughs> I, I can do this. You know what you I realized? Can, I can do this. I'll tell you what I realized. I laughed just like the clown in that clown episode. So whenever Tim would put the laughing clown, I didn't know it was the clown or me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I laugh like that. Oh my god! Hey, you know that that was Tim's laugh, right? No way. Yeah, it was his laugh, and he just distorted it. I legit thought he like put it in there, like he found it. It was his laugh. Yeah, he showed me the original, and I was like, that doesn't sound like a clown laugh. That sounds like you laugh. He goes, well, it is me laughing, but watch. And he like did something, and I was like, oh, that sounds good. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Wow. So, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. He's getting good at putting stuff in there. Yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. funny. Funny. <laughs> I'm trying to think what happened to me this week. I don't think I had anything happening, right? Mm-mm. You would have told me. You had a chill week. I did. Wow. I had a chill week I'm at work. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I had a chill week at work and at home. Well, I couldn't sleep last night, but that's because of our topic this week. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nothing crazy that's happened. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 My, uh, my parents told me a story. About? Um, they were like, oh, we should have told you this, um, that we could say it on the podcast. Uh, they were saying they were driving down the road one day. Like, this was like, I don't know, I think maybe when we lived in Valley Road or something, or one of the other houses. And they said that they were driving and my mom goes, honey, like, watch out for the dude. You're going to hit the dude in the road. And my dad's all, I see him. And that the guy just went into the ground. What? And both of them saw it. It wasn't like my dad just saw it. And then my mom was like, what? They both saw a dude just go like straight into the, Ooh, um, into the road. 
like if he melted into the road is what my mom said and I was like when was this and she's like I don't know it was like two years ago three years ago maybe and she just told you yeah and I was like you know I've been doing this podcast for a while now right like you're We're just almost barely telling one year anniversary <laughs> come on mama B yeah and my dad was like yeah he looked like a like a shadow like when someone's far away like in the road or something and you can see like their silhouette yeah like that and they got it closer and then whoop, he just went into the ground. Oh, my God. And I was like, <gasps> You know, of all the times I've driven to my grandparents and back in the dark alone, I've never seen anything in the road. I've never seen anything. <laughs> well, my godmother and godfather, they live in Atascosa. And one time, this is a real story, though, like for reals. One time my godmother was driving home like at two in the morning and she sees like this lady. There's this part where... Um, over there it's nothing but like woods or whatever there's this part where like the stream goes by so sometimes you have to like slow down like a little bridge mm-hmm. she said it looked like a lady was laying down on the floor like at two three in the morning she's like no i don't want to stop like i'm not gonna stop so i guess she just called the cops and just to go check on that area what turns out it was a dead body <gasps> of a lady what mm-hmm. and i was like how did you see that at two, three in the morning? Like, oh my god! So now every time we drive by down that road, I always look at that spot because it just gives me like the creeps, the, the feeling, yeah. Ooh. And they don't she, know where she came from, like how she got there. Mm-mm. And it took a long time for my godmother to drive down that road again. She would take oh, yeah. a long way. That's Ooh. traumatizing. Yeah, I wouldn't drive there at all. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, nope, new Especially route. Especially out there, like when there's barely any, like. You know, here in the city, there's traffic all the time. And over there, it's just like once in a while. Yeah, there's not a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Nope. <sighs> Scary story time. <sighs> and sometimes at night when I drive, like, from my aunt's ranch. I have family that lives in the ranch. There's a, there's this fog. Like, whenever it's, like, after 10, there's, like, a misty fog. We should go one day. Okay. If y'all want to go for Halloween, let me know because they're having a trunk or treat. So that oh, way they don't. Cute. So that way they don't have to go to like different houses. So oh, all my family's just gonna park a car because oh. they have like a lot of acres, <laughs> so the kids could just walk car to car. <laughs> That's a good idea, though. That's, That's cute. cute. I Keep like it that. In the my parents are moving out there by Somerset too. That's good. They're That's a good area. House. Yeah, they're gonna have their house built because my grandparents, my dad's parents, live out there. So they're gonna. It's so peaceful. Be, they're gonna be in the. I think they have nine acres or ten acres in the back area, and that's where they're gonna build their house. That's good. Yeah. That's really nice. I was like, um, where do I move in? <laughs> Where's my room? Are you making me a bedroom? Are you making me an apartment, right? <laughs> Can I have a room too? Thanks. I know. <laughs> Everyone gets a room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is our co- my coffee. Sorry, guys. Wait, I want to show my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Melted <laughs> <It's all nice>. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't have coffee. I have lemonade. I'm the weird one I'm today. I'm coddle still. <laughs> I thought the little ices were going to clean. They're like, <laughs> what did you have it in a plastic cup? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I'm my scared. gosh. Guys, we're almost at our one-year mark. I know. It's How so exciting. exciting. I can't believe it. This time last year, we were like, I what should we do? <laughs> what should our first story, story be? Oh. Remember that? What should our first story be? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How do we do this? I'm nervous. I'm gonna pee. I, I was so all stressed nervous. out, like freaking out. How are we gonna do this? How do we do audio? I don't understand how any of this works. <laughs> what do I need? What kind of mic? Oh my god! Here, Aww. listen to this podcast. We're gonna do it kind of like this. This is what we want to do. Blah blah blah. 
Stressful. Oh, Stop talking about it. It's just me. <laughs> I get nervous. <laughs> um, oh, oh my man. gosh. It's so crazy thinking about it. But I guess we'll go ahead and jump on in. So, can y'all guess what this episode's going to be about? Guess. Guess. We'll give y'all a minute. We'll give y'all 20 minutes. No, <laughs> While we eat chips. Yeah. In case so. We'll drink all of our coffee and lemonade first while y'all <laughs> think about it. And then, I guess you could text us. Or read the title. Yeah. <laughs> you read the title. Or read the title. <laughs> you probably get by Nick's picture. Yeah. Uh, no, so this week is all about haunted artifacts. Dun, dun, dun. Artifacts. Artifacts. I like whispering. Me too. Me too. <laughs> In your ear. <laughs> no, I had a dream that someone was whisper- whispering into my ear the name Ellen. Like I heard Ellen. Maybe like that was that. your past life's name. Ellen? Ellen. I just thought of Ellen DeGeneres. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Ellen the first De- DeGeneres wants to um, kidnap you for sex trafficking. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I thought you were going to say it be on our show, and I was going to be like, oh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that one works. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. Conspiracies. 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 This is a haunted episode. <laughs> yes. We are ready. We're not going to do that till. What, November? <clears throat> Go back to murders and conspiracies until November. Man. Sorry, Ash. It's okay. This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's not like I'm we'll be you with know, you. emotional or anything. <laughs> cool. So, haunted artifacts. So, this is anything that has a spirit attached to it, a curse attached to it, demons attached to it. Basically everything. Anything that's attached to it. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Exciting. Let's harp on in. (laughs) Ashley's really nervous about this episode. I am. I'm kind of like, my legs are shaking. I'm actually really excited for this story. This is called The Devil's Rocking Chair. (sighs) Just for Ashley. (laughs) Okay. Back in 1980, there was an 11-year-old boy named David Glatzel. I hope I'm saying that correct. He was possessed. So, actually, Ed and Lorraine Warren actually helped with this possession, too. So, that's pretty cool. Um, They were both really involved in this exorcism. So, they helped exorcise this boy. um, But eventually, the demon left and he went into somebody else's body. And that guy that's body it went into was um, the little boy, um, David. It was his sister's boyfriend so the guy was very like you won't come over here you you dumb demon you won't get in my body you know what i mean like taunting the demon so it ended up going to him and he ended up murdering his landlord (gasps) so he stabbed him to death and blamed oh and actually this was the first time somebody used demonic possession um in court as a form of how do you say it like conviction or something Mm -hmm. it was the first time obviously it didn't work because the judge was like the heck you're crazy like no yeah um the reason why the chair got his name is because david and even lorraine warren both saw the devil rocking on that chair so they would see him like when david was possessed and but they wouldn't call him the devil they would call him the beast yeah so during these exorcisms the chair would shake violently and sometimes it would levitate. 
Every time that the beast would take over... Oh, it would levitate every time the beast would take over the body. Also, sometimes they couldn't find the chair. So the chair would go missing and then it would reappear again at like random spots. And then it is said that whenever you sit on the chair, like now, it would give people severe back pain. Uh, One person had to actually get surgery because his back pain was too much. Um, So the chair, Zach Bagans from... What's it? Ghost Adventures? Mm -hmm. He bought the chair for $67,000. $67,000. And he put it in his museum. That's why he's daddy. I know. I love him. (laughs) So, actually, you know what? And he he bought the chair. And that day that he purchased the chair, uh, Lorraine Warren died. No. Yes. That's the day she passed away. Um, So, recently, June of last year... Um, they had to close down the exhibit where the chair was because the paranormal activity was too much. It followed Zach home and then it followed six other people home, whatever was in that chair. So it said that Zach started, um, it says, speaking strange things about God and about the devil. So he had to like close down that exhibit. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. They had to Lock down that chair somewhere because if you sit on it, it's weird. If you sit on it, you get extreme back pain. And last thing I heard, Zach was going to sit on it, but I don't oh. remember if he sat on it. He was like, I want to try it out. Oh, yeah. He's a dirty he would have. But and he had to close down that exhibit for a, a while because it followed him and six other people home. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And like these other people, were they just like the they were just people visitors that, that were, were visiting? visiting. Yeah. Oh, wow. And also that same day, because it was like a whole videos that I was watching, like series. The same day that they unveiled the chair, somebody fainted, but they weren't even in the same room. It, they were in the room above. Mm-hmm. Like not even in anywhere near it. Nope. What? They were in the room above. Mm-hmm. And then the person who transferred... The chair who transferred it from Ed and Lorraine Warren's museum to Zach's um, had nightmares days, like until days after that chair was delivered or whatever. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. And that is called the devil's chair. Mm-mm. And it was $67,000. So if you want to buy it, <laughs> it's $67,000. I'm sure he's not going to sell it. Uh-uh. Probably not. Nope. And the family was so like... It's your problem now. They even got a paper notarized that he can't return it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. I'd be like, bitch, Mm -hmm. take it. Mm -mm. Don't try and bring it back here. Yep. But yeah, one person had to get surgery because it hits your sciatic nerves and stuff like that. So you can't sit on it. That's my problem right now. But I didn't sit in the chair. (laughs) Might as well have. And that is the devil's rocking chair. Hello. Nope. Nope. No, Sorry. I have a rocking chair. I'm fine. It's not a devil's rocking chair, though. It's white. Now I'm not going to want any rocking chairs. <laughs> <laughs> any. Mm-mm. Wait, so does he have it locked up? You know how, like, Ed and Lorraine, they have their little museum thing where they have everything locked and, like, all that kind of stuff? Does he do the same thing? He has his stuff for people to see. They, you just make you sign a um, waiver. A waiver. Mm-hmm. But that chair, he had to close down that. Not he didn't close out the whole museum, just that exhibit because the um, the activity was so much. So mm-hmm. he still has it in the museum. It's just still closed down. 
So he uh, just blocked it off. I wonder, like, if they close it, like, does it stay there or does it go more out? Mm, I don't no know. Idea. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure they did some kind of, like, protection ceremony Spell to, like, keep it keep in it that in area. There. Yeah. If I went to a museum and they're like, hey, we have, like, haunted artifacts in the back and be like, peace. Nope leaving but i know i know for sure his museum they make you sign a waiver because it's like if they're not liable if anything follows you home or anything Mm -hmm. well yeah because you're volunteering and then you're also like not allowed to touch anything obviously but you know there's still people that try to touch stuff so it's like if you do you're doing it at your own risk yep so if you do you're kind of dumb if you don't know how to protect yourself Mm -hmm. that's crazy (sighs) i would want to go me too i'm okay y'all can go (laughs) i'll babysit the children We'll go to Vegas. What, it's okay. in Vegas, I'm right? A, what children? My cat. Where's that? In Vegas? <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, we'll go to Vegas. and We'll go to Vegas just for that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, because gambling doesn't really catch my attention. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I don't go for that. I don't feel like jeoparding my money. <laughs> okay, well, I'm talking about dark mirrors or black mirrors, pretty much. Not the show. Not the show. There is a show. I've heard it's good and weird. But I haven't watched it. The myself. first episode's really weird. So if you watch it, skip that episode. <laughs> I heard it wasn't like the same though. Like each. No, it's, it's different. different. It's okay. different, but it's weird because like in certain episodes you meet the same characters. So it's almost like they're all connected in a way, but they're not. It's weird. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's weird. Mm. Interesting. Um, so dark mirrors back then have been said to be used by witches as tools to help them see or contact spirits. Dark mirrors, there is one in particular that I found that was used by Cecile Williamson, who was the late owner of a museum. So there was a museum and I think it was somewhere in, where was it? Well, this is what his mirror looked like. I mean, her mirror, sorry. Mm. That is what her mirror really looked pretty. like. I like that. And she was like, um, she was a collector. Like she liked to collect a lot of like weird artifact stuff. So she came across this mirror and she had it in her, I guess it was like her museum, like in her house and she made it into like a little thing. So this one in particular, she had it in her collection and then she died, but it wasn't like completely a part of the museum it was in her personal museum so there were some artifacts that she was like i'm not going to put up but she displayed them but only for her to see or have so she didn't want anybody else to like look at them so they found it and it was in one of her private studies and she had it up on an easel and um on this easel she had a whole bunch of like you know crystal balls and all that kind of like mystical things But then after that, they sold it to the British Museum. Um, And in the British Museum, they also had a dark mirror that was used by John Dee. And then there was another (laughs) black mirror that was in um, the Science Museum. And the Science Museum, it's referred to as a Claude glass. So if it's not called a black mirror, it's called a dark mirror or a Claude glass. Those are the different names for it. And um, usually they're made out of um, the mirror part, obviously, is glass. And then around it, it could be like wood. Um, Back then, it was a lot of wood that it was encased in. Um, But basically, if y'all don't know, like history of dark mirrors, they're very uneasy. They have a superstition 
told so many like haunted tales are attached to them. And back then, the ancient Roman believed that mirrors are or any kind of like reflective surface. So even like um, our phone screens would be considered like a mirror type thing, or that's what the ancient Romans thought. And um, it is said that they capture the human soul and they must not be misused for anything terrible. Or if that happens and a mirror, they believed it could catch your soul and your soul would be lost forever and trapped inside of the mirror. And so centuries, for centuries, centuries, like back then, um, they had this practice of covering the mirrors. So whenever there was somebody, because um, back then, you know, like they like to die at home and be there. So what they would do is they would cover all of the mirrors because it was said that if they died in their house and all the mirrors were uncovered, that their soul would get attracted to the mirror and get stuck in there. And then therefore that house in that space would be haunted forever in there. So if multiple people died in that one house, multiple souls would be trapped inside of the mirrors. Mm -hmm. And once you get trapped in there, it's kind of like, you know, like a lost soul, like they're coming out and they're trying to figure out like they're trapped between like heaven mm -hmm. and like earth and all this kind of stuff. So they're not really like these particular, they're not really like evil, but they're just kind of like, they'll cause like, they're maybe like confused. Yeah. They're like confused. So they don't know what's going on. And then it just like causes a whole bunch of crazy stuff, but it also helps them when you cover it to pass with ease into the next life. Mm. Okay. And then I forgot this one. This one's really cool. Um, and then it was said that the other reason for covering it is because it is due to the fact that you might see death or the devil himself in the reflection coming to get your soul. So that's why they would cover them. That way you wouldn't get trapped or you wouldn't see death itself or you wouldn't see the devil. And if the devil got you, then obviously you go straight down to hell. Mm -hmm. And then this one was really, really cool. I found two really famous um, dark black mirrors. One of them was from the famous actor Bella Lugosi. He was actually the original Dracula in the 1930s black and white movies, Dracula. He had a mirror and it was rumored that he was like actually a part of some like occult type thing. And um, he would use the mirror to try and communicate with spirits and they would use it to try and like communicate with the dead. And he basically used it as like a portal between like this world and like the death dead world pretty much so that was rumored of what he did like with his black mirrors so the mirror was later um in his room and after he died the mirror was in his room where the murder took place so apparently he was murdered and the mirror was in there so a lot of people speculate that he went into the mirror and like his soul got trapped mm -hmm. yeah yeah pretty much um and then some people say that if there's something in that case, like if there's something like bad that happens, like a murder or like um, anything horrible like that happens in front of the mirror, then the mirror can pick up all of that energy and that bad energy from whatever thing that happened. And the mirror itself can kind of become like evil in a sense because it has all that like energy so there was a i think there was a movie that came out and it was called mirrors i think mirrors, i think you told yeah. me about there's it there's yeah. mirrors and then oculus yeah. yeah i didn't see the the oculus one but the mirrors one i remember it um because it was basically like that 
like those mirrors in there were said to have like bad energy, all these types of like dead souls and everything was just trapped there. And it was basically like the main character character gets trapped inside the mirror and he's seen his life like pass by him, but he's stuck in there and he can't get out. And he sees like the love of his life and like all these people like passing by and he could like, it's like he's actually in the world, but he's not like no one can see him. No one can hear him. And in those types of mirrors, like if you have, if you have one of those, that's basically said what it could do. It could drive you crazy, especially like if you're in a room full of mirrors or something and it's dark, you can go insane. Like you can Mm -hmm. start like seeing things, hearing things. Um, But this is where most psychologists say that mirrors actually work on our psychological roots and they disturb us because it is hard to see and interpret our own image in our own sense of self. So that's why they use in a lot of scary movies like mirrors and things because it's hard to interpret what you see in the mirror, especially since it's like a reflection and you don't know if it's like your true reflection. Is it like you backwards? Or they say like in a picture, like if you take a picture and then you flip it or do something, how it shows you like what you really look like. So that's why they use a lot of mirrors in scary movies because your own image like of yourself, it's hard to interpret. Like in your mind, Mm. is that what is really real? Is that like what I see? Like, does other people see me like this? Mm -hmm. So it like kind of fucks with your mind. You know what? Pretty much. That kind of reminds me, not to interrupt, but... (laughs) I remember there was one night I got really drunk with my friends when I was living by myself. And you know, like, when you get drunk, you're like, ah, I'll take pictures of myself. So that's what I was doing. I was taking, like, selfies. And I was staring at my picture. And it, I don't know why, but I got freaked out. Because I was like, what? that's not me. That's not what I look like. Like, I don't know. It was super weird. I, like, freaked myself out. It was probably just me being what drunk. What the hell I was like, are you drinking? Me. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, were you by, like, any sort of, like, low light or candlelight or anything like that when you were I had my lamp on in the living room. Okay. Because it says that shapes by candlelight or low light in front of a mirror or by a mirror can cause the human eye to create forms or shapes that are technically not there. So if you're looking at, like, in the mirror, but you have, like, a low light or something like that, or you take a picture of yourself in the mirror that it can create like shadows and basically like mess up your eyes. So Mm -hmm. it looks like you're seeing something that's not really there or like, um, like it could alter your perception or what you look like, like in there. Me drunk. (laughs) Scared of myself. (laughs) That's not me. me. Yeah, pretty much. And then, um, (laughs) I found on Wattpad this like cool story. Well, it's not cool, but you know what I mean? It's by blood eyed wolf. And it says a couple just moved to town and after about a week later, they go shopping and the guy's girlfriend came across a mirror as dark as night. She asked her boyfriend if she can put the mirror in their room. He said, oh, it looks so looks kind of creepy, but all right, sure. Why not? So they bring the mirror home and she looks at it, the girlfriend, and said, look how well it goes with the bedroom. And then that night they fell asleep and the mirror turned completely pitch black. And black smoke came from the bottom and filled up the room with black smoke. But the smoke started moving towards the girlfriend and it goes into her body. Okay. The next day, she had a weird bruise on her neck and starts acting like she is possessed and starts thinking about killing people. So she goes to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. It's fine. 
And the boyfriend's like, uh, no, there's something wrong with her. Like, mm -mm." (laughs) so they go home and they sit in front of the mirror and she starts to say rude and hurtful things about all these different types of people. And so a week after, um, she had lost so much weight and her boyfriend was looking up history of mirrors and found that in the mirror, it will make you say things, do hurtful things and much worse he found out that the mirror can actually eat you alive. So he rushed into the room and um, it was too late because he found his girlfriend dead lying on the floor and he got rid of the mirror, moved away, and he warned people to be careful about what you buy from places and to check the history of things before you do it because it just might be the last thing you ever do. So what the <laughs> Yeah, so basically like, the mirror is like it has so many souls trapped in it so it was like evil and it came out like into her it wanted her and basically like made her like stop eating wanted to like kill people and like think of like bad hurtful stuff and then it ended up killing her so wow is that true story i don't know if it's true or not it the didn't mystery say. of Wattpad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Wattpad. But I was like, oh, I'm going to go home so and cover my mirrors an- now. Imagine you're antiquing and there's like a mirror you like. Imagine how many like souls because that's such an old mirror. Or like mm-hmm. how many people possibly died in front of it. I was just thinking mm-hmm. too, like I was looking at the TV as you were talking. And I was like, so I wonder if the TV is considered a black mirror. Apparently Probably the ancient because, Romans, yes. Because there's a... Like a reflection? Reflection. Yeah. I'm all... <laughs> I'm sitting right in front of it. The, the, ancient, the ancient Romans said any kind of like reflective you can't surface. can't reflection without me going, when will my... <laughs> now you have to sing the whole thing. Why are you spraying? No, I'm not spraying. I was just checking if it works. Liar. <laughs> We're just checking if it works. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm really surprised. Like there's surprised. no reaction. I was trying to ignore it. Oh, but, but you heard it, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I did. I was trying to just I continue was like, on. Maybe it's Sabrina banging on something, but it kind of sounded like too close up here. Yeah. Don't so. worry. I sprayed. <laughs> That's why I kept talking fast. <laughs> well, guys, I'm actually like really nervous to talk about mine because it's a long one, and there's like so much crap. That happened in this story. Right. Let me move my butt cheek to my right one. (laughs) Be comfortable. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Because I read a lot of articles about this artifact. And I even became a Patreon donor with the Occult Museum (laughs) to get more information on it. And, like, it's it's scary. So I'm going to be talking about the Crown of Catskills statue. Um, If you don't know about it, it wasn't really, like... It was a popular Reddit post. So, like, these two hikers were hiking up in the Catskill Mountains in New York. They found this uh, statue in a cave, and they took it home. Well, one of the hikers took it home, and, like, of course, like, shit hit the fan. Something was attached to it, blah, blah, blah. So, it was, like, super popular on Reddit. And then now it's even more popular. And let me get into it. So in case y'all don't know, the Catskill Mountains are actually known for people like witches, occults, devil worshippers going out there and like doing like all these sacrifice rituals and like all this stuff. (laughs) 
Please tell me that was Tim. <laughs> Sacrificing That was in the kitchen. Was that in the kitchen? I I heard it from where Tim and Springer were. It sounded like plates or like something like that. Like it sounded like outside, glass. right? Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Alright. Um, anyways. I'm actually like really scared to talk about this. I don't know why I picked it. Oh yeah, I don't know why. Because a lot of podcasts and like YouTubers have talked about it, so it kinda caught my attention. But mm-hmm. actually like finding like all the research myself, I'm like, mm-hmm. Mommy. I'm just gonna hold Help. this holy water thing. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Uh yeah, guys, Ashley just sprained holy water. Just so you know. So January of 2016, I don't know if it was in January 2016 or December of 2015 when these hikers actually found, like, the um, the artifacts. So, basically, what they were doing, two best friends, they were hiking through the Catskill Mountains. They came across a cave, and they're like, oh, this is a cool cave. So, like, just walking into the cave, they noticed there was, like, candles lit... There is, like, stuff all over the wall when they came across this statue. And this statue was this old statue that was a woman. It had uh, a noose around its neck. And it had uh, six nails impaled in the eyeballs. So three nails on each side. So six. And, you know, six is considered the number of the devil. Mm -hmm. So one of the hikers was like, I think I want to take it home. And the friend was like, no, dude, like, leave it there. Like, no, like, what are you doing? Like, no, the, the, I, there's, like, something evil about this thing. Just leave it there. Well, the friend didn't listen and took mm-hmm. it home. <laughs> Great. So, uh, basically what happened was that um, the friend took it home. And that night, instantly, like, stuff started happening. So, the friend's dog uh, was really good. Like, she was potty trained and stuff. Well, ever since he took the um, statue home, she started peeing in the house. She was wouldn't go anywhere near the statue. He said that the friend heard somebody knocking at his door at like 3 o'clock in the morning. He opened the door. Nobody was there. And then he started smelling pond water. Ooh. And so, like, and, like, this smell, like, as days went on, like, became stronger and stronger. Well, there was one particular night where he walked to the kitchen and then he walked back and the statue moved so the statue was like in the in the dining room and then ended up like in the living room and he doesn't know how that happened so he the like the movement kept happening so basically like they thought it was a poltergeist they're like okay it's probably like a poltergeist attached to it so he was like the friend the friend um wasn't really like a believer but he started getting freaked out. So there was one night in particular, he said that he couldn't sleep because he kept hearing banging noises throughout the house. Someone kept knocking on his door. He kept going, nobody was out there. He was super weirded out. Um, he, the friend finally figured out, okay, fine, like there's probably something attached to this statue. So he called his friend, the other friend, I was like, don't take it home. So he ends up calling his friend like, hey, me, we're gonna go over like, <laughs> Me and the dog. He's like, hey, we're going to go over and stay. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. He's like, okay, fine. So pretty much his friend took to the internet on Reddit, the paranormal um, 
blogging on reddit and Mm -hmm. like posted everything that had been going on so he got like thousands of comments and it became like super popular so people were like giving them advice giving them prayers and stuff to do um so the friend went back home but this time when he went back home he saw wet muddy footprints that led from the front door through the hallway of his house and the smell of pond water like overwhelmed the house like it was just like like if somebody pond spilled water. pond water like smelly like fish oh like, like frog frog yeah. nasty wet rain pond water God, i know what that's like. yeah so so pretty much like things started off like real small and then like after the pond water hit that's when like things hit the fan so somebody on the post, which actually turned out to be, and I, I forgot his name, but he turned out to be uh, one of the producers of Finding Bigfoot. He oh. actually um, commented on the Reddit post and said, hey, you guys should uh, reach out to Dana and Nick. To Dana and Nick. Um, so if, I'm sorry, Dana and Greg. I was thinking of Nick because <laughs> I saw the keyboard. So he suggested for the hiker, the friend, to reach out to uh, to Greg and Dana uh, Newkirk. So if y'all don't know, Dana and Nick Newkirk, um, they're the founders and creators of the Traveling Museum of Paranormal and Occult. Um, so he suggested for them to reach out to them because apparently they take in haunted artifacts and haunted items and they know how to deal with that kind of stuff. So mm. right away, the friend went ahead <laughs> and like emailed Greg. Greg emailed back. Because also, too, the producer, they had um, Greg, his wife, Dana, and the Bigfoot producer had just finished filming something for the show. Um, So the producer of Bigfoot gave Greg a heads up, like, hey, I told this guy to reach out to you and, like, sent him the Reddit post. And, like, so Greg was already, like, kind of aware of it. So he got the email from the hiker who wants to rename anonymous. So like, they don't want to give out their names. They don't want people know, to know who they are. So till this day, they're anonymous. So he gets an email from the friend and basically the friend like tells him, gives him everything what's going on. And he's like, okay, well, this is what I want you to do. He was like, I want you, he goes, you could do one or two things. He's like, you can go go back to the house, take the statue and put it back where you found it. Because probably you taking home or your friend taking it home disturbed whatever was attached to it. So that's why it's like lashing out. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and take it back home or take it back to where you found it. Um, or you can mail it to me and me and my wife wouldn't mind taking over care of it or whatever. So the friends were like, you know what? Yeah, let's try taking it back. So they go back to the house and it's like 10 p.m. at night. The dog won't even go inside the house. The dog, like, they get to the front door and the dog's, like, refusing to go inside. She's just, like, pacing back and forth. She's growling. She's, like, whining. She's barking. So they go inside. They still see the footprints of the pond water. There's this huge, like, crack against the wall. And it actually looks like somebody, like, either got the statue and like banged it against the wall or it looks like one like slash mark on the wall so they walk in and of course they still smell the pond water and this is where it gets scary mm, this is where it gets scary this is where it gets scary <laughs> <laughs> one one of the scary parts so he said the friend said they walked in and they were gonna grab the statue and that's when they heard the dog barking like crazy like if she was warning them 
So they sat in the corner of the darkest corner of the dining room. It was a woman drenched in water, crouched down, old woman, like an old hag, and her eyes were glowing. Oh my God. And nope. that's when they were like, mm-hmm. nope. And they left. They uh, The next morning, they ended up going back. They wrapped it up. They emailed Greg. They're like, hey, no, we're gonna, we're not going to do this. Like, we're going to send it to you. Greg's like, hey, no problem. Like, I don't mind taking mm-hmm. over. So this is where it gets even scarier. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ashley's freaking. <laughs> so. I'm excited. Greg and Dana. Receive the box that has the artifact in it. It's wrapped up in like a suitcase. I mean, and um, he said that it was in a box. It was like wrapped up in a pillowcase. They take it out. Um, so basically, they do have the haunted artifacts in their house, but they have like a. He called it like they talked to the artifacts or they talked to the statues or whatever. And they're like, okay. I'm letting you in my home. Here are the rules. Like, you need to respect my home. You need to respect our boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. pretty much giving them, like, direction. Like, you can either be at home. Like, you, you could be somewhere locked up in a museum. You can be, you know, um, somebody's, like, in a um, science experiment. And he goes, but I'm giving you a home and I'm giving you a place to stay. So, basically, that's what that's he did nice. to the artifact, right? Mm-hmm. So, him and Dana were in the living room watching TV. And then they heard a loud bang. Well, they thought maybe, because they have cats, they thought maybe it was the cats. So he goes into his office, and he has a plastic a plastic crucifix. Well, the Jesus on the crucifix was off, like fell off the, the cross mm-hmm. onto the floor. One arm is missing, and then the, the three um, small screws that were holding up Jesus were gone. And under it was the statue. Wait, so is this a big statue or is it like a small? This no, is it. it's little. Here's a picture. Oh, that's tiny. It's small. Oh, I'm thinking like a freaking. No, it's oh. like a small, like okay. the size of this candle, maybe a little okay. bit Okay. Is that Jesus's arm? Yes. So the arm is broken off. The Jesus was thrown to the floor. The actual cross was still like hanging on the wall, but the Jesus was like flown oh. off. And then under it was the artifact. So at that point, they documented everything. Um, And then I believe it was the next day, um, Dana saw, well, they started smelling the water, the pond water. And then Dana, his wife was like, hey, like, did you wet, did you like wash your hands and then like put your hands or something like on the couch? And he's like, no, what are you talking about? And so they took a picture and they found wet, it almost looked, to me, it looks like footprints, like on the couch. Like if somebody was crouched on the couch. <gasps> oh. Nope. <laughs> and here's a picture of that. Nope. <laughs> I don't want to look. Oh, it does look like it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, they decided, okay, well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and like set up like cameras around the house. And they have... Um, video footage of like this art of this statue moving around in the house like it'll be in one space and then it'll move to another space so basically they had a, another conversation like look this is our home like you need to respect my home respect my space did the prayers all that stuff um they and no so um he even says <laughs> that 
Um, he saw that. like shadowy figures in the corner of the bedroom. Um, there is just like movements everywhere. Um, they there is like trail of like water in places. Um, they would have like burning eyes, irritated throats. Um, Greg actually said that he started getting like mysterious stomach pains and he didn't know where the stomach pains were coming from. And there was one night he had a really, really bad stomach pain attack and he was like on the verge of going to the ER, but he didn't remember that. Mm-hmm. Going so to did, the ER, but didn't. He, went, he was going to go to the ER for his stomach pain, but he didn't. He ended up like pushing through it or whatever. So they end up um, taking this artifact with them to a show um, but they kept it in the box. They didn't take it out. So a lot of these people, so like I said, they travel to like different states and stuff and they bring all of their haunted artifacts with them. Mm-hmm. And like they show everybody like they, every each artifact obviously like has a story. How fun. So they, yeah, it sounds super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course they bring out the Corona Catskills. They talk about the Reddit post, um, the donors, the story with them, and then how they're still like documenting everything with the, um, with the crone. So one of the guests asked, well, can you take it out of the box so we can see it? He's like, yeah, sure. So they take it out of the box. And like seconds later, after they take it out of the box, there was a man that was walking and his back, his his head shot up and like his nose started bleeding. He ended up having a seizure. (gasps) And then somebody else, something else happened. Like one of the lights bursted, um, like weird things started happening. So they had to get it and put it back. And like the people that were there, like some of them started crying and they're like, I'm so sorry. Like they started apologizing and he was like, it's okay, it's okay. Like, so they said his wife, Dana, she said a prayer. She's like all into like spiritual and like, I think she's the me. I don't think she's the me. I think she's a psychic medium or maybe she's like a witch, but she likes, she knows like all those protecting spe- uh, spells. So they quickly put it back in the box. That was the end of that. There's a lot of guests who say whenever they look at the at the crone that their eyes burn, they have itchy throats. Um, some people have said that they've even smelled pond water while they're around like the statue. Like while you know, if you buy tickets to go to the show, if they're around the statue, they smell pond water around it. So they do this cool thing where they have a camera set up at night with all their hunted artifacts and you can actually live stream their artifacts that they have online. What? So cool. yeah, there's a couple of people who said just from live streaming the artifact, like they had computer glitches. Um, there's even some podcasters who said that when they would talk about the crone or like tell its story, they would have audio issues or listeners listening to podcasts talking about the artifact. They would have issues like the episode not playing or like something happening. So we'll you want to check happens. our audio real quick? <laughs> um, uh, so we'll see what happens. It's on. Never recording. <laughs> so there was one live stream viewer that was alarmed um, when they were viewing the live stream of like the haunted artifacts that they usually view overnight on their website. They found that their front door was wide open. They had wet footprints trailing from the front door throughout their house. What? The what? Heck? There was one visitor um, after they went to the museum, like they went to like the wherever they were viewing, like the the, the Cope Paranormal Museum. Uh, Greg and Dana. Um, one of the visitors claims that they were mocking the artifact, like 
pretty much saying like it's not real and blah blah not saying it out loud but like just thinking it in their mm-hmm. head almost right after leaving they got into a near-death accident on a major highway oh leaving God. the museum so there's like all of these like crazy things that are associated with the crone that pretty much like i i could literally go on and on there's like so many like Reddit posts, all this stuff, all over the internet about, like, this thing. So, we're going to go back to Greg and Dana. So, on Halloween night of 2017, they made their way to Waverly, New York, where they booked a room at a local hotel to set up um, and perform a 3D scan of the artifact. So, they wanted to... They wanted to do a, a scan of the artifact, like, cause they were studying it. They even did, like, an EVP session of it. So, as they were doing the 3D scan, something weird happened. So, like, the bottom of the neck detached from the body, and it looked like there's fingers coming out of the neck. And I have pictures of that, too. Nope. Let me see. I know God wants to see. I don't want to. My eyes are closed. What the fuck? Look, actually. So, like, he compared it to his finger. Like, look. (laughs) Oh, nope. Mm. <laughs> nope. Why would it do that? I don't know. It's almost like it. Whatever it was, didn't want them to like <laughs> figure out. Yeah, because they were studying it, you know. And like the only way that they can like do. So in order to do this, they had to like digitally remove like the rope and all that from the from the statue, but they didn't want to do it there because, you know, they don't want to, like, disrespect the spirit. So they had to, like, digitally remove it mm-hmm. off the computer. But, like, it just, like, it was, like, it fingers like coming fingers. out of the neck. It's so weird. Oh, but like, why, like, a noose on its neck? Like, so, I get it. I'm actually going to get into that right now. So they're saying, so there's a lot of people that speculate that each, um, so each now either stands for a curse or like negative energy. Um, and then the noose is supposed to like stop the spirit from like talking or, um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And like, so there's a lot of people that say that it, it looks like it's like black witchcraft or it's like, um, it looks like it was a ritual to keep like a certain spirit in almost mm. like a duplicate box, but it's with the statue. That makes sense. But nobody really knows exactly in. what it was for. So for a whole year, they researched it. They did everything they could to learn about the area that the hikers claimed that they had removed the crone from. Um, they plotted the trails. They viewed maps. They went through news articles. They even trended through like um, particular areas of the Catskill Mountains. And what they found is that since the statue had been removed, there had been a lot of unexplained rise in homicides in the area. Unexplained no. drownings, murders. Um, supposedly, like a lot of these murders are motivated by delusions. And they also found that the rise of this happened to be around the same time that the hiker took the crone home. So then they started thinking, well, maybe like this crone was supposed to keep the spirit in to like protect the area, or like maybe the spirit was mad because it was removed. They're not sure. They're still yeah. studying. They don't have any answers. But it was to me like just reading that, I was like, that's weird. Like all this crazy stuff started happening. Like it's in like that area. You don't disturb what you don't know. You know? Yeah. yeah. So uh Greg and Dana decided on a plan. And this 
plan, I think, was last year. So they planned to go back to the area where the, the crone was found. They wanted to clear like the negative space around the area. Their plan was to remove the nails and the noose off the neck, and they wanted to try to release the spirit to give it some peace, and then to bury the crone up in the mountains so nobody else can find it. But before they wanted to take it back, they really wanted to do a replica of the artifact so that way they can still show it to everybody with its story without actually having to keep it. They yeah. wanted to like do the right thing pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if y'all know, um, the month of December is magic of the month. So it's where like witches and psychics and mediums all come together and they have like this huge festival. I think I've like sent y'all like mm-hmm. invitations stuff, to that yeah. before. So Dana um, got, actually got like thousands of like mediums and like witches um, and like she came up with this like ritual and basically she said this is the time and date that oh, we're going to do this ritual. She's like and I need as much help as I can get. Oh my so God. So basically that time on that date she told them here's the ritual here are the ingredients this is what you need to buy. She was like, when you start it, send me pictures, tag me like on social media, send us texts, which were her close friends. Um, so that way we could know that I'm I'm not the only one that's doing it. She's like, because I'm going to need everybody's energy to like get this ritual done. Oh my God. What? So I'm they so had excited. a plan. So they had a plan. So they go to New York. They end up staying in a hotel. Um, they actually, when they go to the hotel, they're... Um, the next day is when they're planning on actually going to the to the mountains. Greg and Dana take one of their friends with them, and I believe his name was Tyler. So Tyler is the guy that is going to be the one to actually make, like, the the mold mm-hmm. of the crone. Mm-hmm. And uh, his friend was like, so we're going to do a ritual to release the spirit in the middle of the woods. We're inexperienced hikers. And you want to create a mold, like a replica of the statue in the middle of nowhere where we could die? This is impossible. Fuck yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Oh my God. That would be you. Yeah. (laughs) That would be me. So they, so that night, Dana, she's like meditating. She's like clearing her head. She's cleansing her energy. She's cleansing, like she's meditating for all three of them pretty much. While Greg and, what was his name again? Oh, Tyler, Greg and Tyler, like, you know, uh, getting all their stuff ready, making sure that they have everything prepared for the next day. So they said, okay, this is, remember I told you about the stomach? Mm -hmm. Okay. So they had, um, they started doing like, what do you call those things? Oh my God. Sparklers? No. No. (laughs) Uh, uh, The EMF detectors. Oh. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Sparklers. Because you're going like this. And that's what I do with sparklers. Because I was looking at the picture. I was like, what are those things called? (laughs) Oh, God. So the night before they actually left the mountains, they're all at the hotel. Dana's meditating. Um, So Tyler and Greg decide to do an EMF detector on the chrome. And it starts spiking, like, really high. Well, then Greg starts getting a familiar pain in his stomach. And he's taking a shower. He starts coughing. He's coughing up blood. And he doesn't want to tell Dana because he doesn't want to distract her. He doesn't want her to worry. He wants her to have a clean, clear conscience because she's the one that's going to be performing the ritual. So then he remembers an email that he got from somebody who did a live stream of the live stream of the Chrome. So here's what the email says. 
The lady wrote in, about 4.40ish in the morning, I woke up to the weight of someone sitting on my back. I figured it was maybe my two-year-old daughter. That's how heavy this was. When I moved, I actually felt each leg like limb extend and slide off me. My whole body was flushed in heat and I broke out into immediate, immediate goosebumps and sweat. A few moments later, there is a loud bang followed by my two dogs running around in the living room barking from their beds in our laundry room back and forth. But the worst part of this was prior to me waking up, I was dreaming that a woman was whispering in my ear that Greg has swallowed the missing crucifix nails and she purposely dropped them in his mouth while he was sleeping. So you remember those pains in his stomach he that he had, had? Nails in his stomach. So this spirit, so and this woman had said that she's very open to like the paranormal, like she speaks to the dead, or like she's like um, a messenger, pretty much. Like there's a lot of spirits that come to her with messages, and so that night she had actually been viewing the live stream, and the crone happened to be in the live stream. And then she fell asleep, and that's what she dreamt that the spirit or whatever it was. Um, was like proud that she dropped the the nails in his mouth while he was sleeping because he was the one like, Tell hey, this is my home. This is our house. You yeah. know what I mean? Like getting mad at it for acting out. So he was like, I don't know if it was like me throwing, like coughing up blood was the nails still in my body, but he still didn't tell Dana. Like he didn't want to tell her because he wanted to make sure she was clear and he figured that it was just whatever it was wanting wanting to stop them. So they make it up to the mountain the next day. They see the, the shadow of the Catskill Mountains. They unload the van. They had two tents, one for sleeping and the other one was for molding. Um, they had the, their, they have their supplies, their food, waters. They had like the two parts silicone used for the, to make the recreation of it. They're walking up the mountains. Mind you, in New York, it's super cold. So mm-hmm. like they're drenched in sweat by the time they get to the areas, like they instantly feel like a dread in like the, in like the space of the woods. And, um, because they were sweating, like their clothes instantly started freezing because no. like darkness came. So they had to like light up the fire and stuff. So then the time came and Dana started preparing for the ritual. So she starts meditating, she's doing the ritual. And then right at the time that they're gonna start the ritual, they started getting t- uh, texts, emails, Facebook tags, um, Patreon tags, like you name it from all these different witches throughout the world. Wow. Dude, I'm getting so many chills with this story. Like, yeah, my so legs they, even, are they even took like screenshots. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, the top corner. <laughs> yeah, so like everybody's performing these rituals, right? Damn it, so, if I was a witch back then. <laughs> <laughs> this was last year, I think it was. Yeah. So, the reason why they're doing this ritual is because, um, they had to take the, nails. they're taking the nails out of the eyes yeah. and then the noose off of the neck. But they're, they're trying to release the spirit. So before she even starts, um, Dana, she tells them, she's like, there's going to be stuff here. She's like, I'm going to create a circle around us. She goes, but y'all need to know y'all can't break the circle. Y'all can't go anywhere for anything. Y'all can't go pee. Y'all can't, we have to stay in this circle. So... She creates the, the protective circle. She's doing the ritual. 
as she's doing the ritual, they hear like stomping all over around like where she created the circle around them. And she was like, it's here. She just said, it's here. And so they started feeling it or whatever it was, staring at them, stomping. They would hear it in one spot, think it's there. And then it would be like on the opposite side of the circle. It was like all around them, whatever it was. So they unlocked the box. Um, they slid the they slid the chain that cops around um, the wrist of the arm. They open it up. They take the crone out. They say a few prayers, and uh, so before they be as they were pulling out each nail, Greg says, "We release the negativity bound to this object. We bind it to the nails. We release them. We release them over and over again." As he's taking out each nail, so he said, as he was taking out each nail, it was like so much energy taken out of them that by the time it came to the noose, he couldn't do it. He didn't have enough energy for it. But mind you, by this time, Dana's like doing the ritual. She's doing the prayers and stuff. So she's like already like tired herself. So uh, Greg tells Tyler, okay, I need you to do the noose. And this was not part of the plan. The plan that was Dana was gonna do the ritual and then Greg was gonna pull everything off, but he was so tired. So then uh, Greg turns to Tyler and he's like, okay, now it's your turn. And like Tyler's eyes opened up wide and was like, what? Hmm. Kind of reminds me of Ashley, like, oh, hell no. Like, what? <laughs> he's like, wait, what? This, is, this isn't this is part of the plan. And so Greg tells him, you're going to have to take the noose off. There's three of us. This is the third job. Only if you're comfortable with it. So then Tyler goes, okay, I can do it. So Tyler took a moment to compose himself before kneeling down in front of the makeshift altar with one hand on the figure, he began to untie the rope around the neck. So then he says to the he says to the artifact, I know how it feels to feel trapped and suffocated in more ways than one. So I hope that by this time this is finished, you can go on to something better. I think bigger things are just beyond the circle for all of us. So then he unties the noose. And then by this time, there's no more like nails. There's no more noose around the neck. And then suddenly, out of it got super quiet. And as soon as like the noose came off, they started hearing like coyotes howling. And they hadn't heard coyotes all night until that noose came off. So then after that, they were like so exhausted, like all three of them just like sat down and they were crying. So basically like they were able to release the spirit from whatever she was. Mm -hmm. They were able to release her or it from the artifact. They pretty much couldn't sleep all night. The whatever it was ended up coming back, demon, whatever. So at this point, since the artifact is released and it's an empty object now, they decide, okay, let's try to make the mold before we bury it in the morning. So they go ahead and do the stuff for the mold. They submerge it. And then suddenly the artifact turns over and then the head starts emerging from the mold like from out of the glue. So they're like, crap, this is gonna mess it up, blah, blah, blah. So they end up figuring something else out to put the mold in like a container that they had. So they had to redo it real quick. They only had like one shot to get this done. Mm -hmm. But Greg's like, you know what? I wanted a mold that was just for me, like just to have like some kind of replica of it before we actually bury it. He goes, but I believe us coming here, we did the right thing by releasing the spirit. He was like, our goal was accomplished. This was just like a bonus, Mm -hmm. getting the replica. So they go ahead and do the mold. They do it. They do it a second time. Um, they wait till the morning. 
they pull they end up doing an EV, uh, was it uh, a session with the spirit so they have this thing and i was trying to understand what it was sorry guys i know this is a really long story but i have to tell you everything because it's so good no it's cool. so it was about 4 30 in the morning that they decided to do what's called an estes method uh session to kill time so i'm sure you have seen insidious where like the guy's wearing headphones, he's talking to the spirit, and then the lady has like a thing on, and she's like the vessel for the spirit. She's talking, mm-hmm. like the spirit's talking through her. No. So that's, you never seen Insidious? No. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> so that's kind of what that method is. So Dana had the headphones, she's communicating with the spirit, and Greg straps in, and he's like the vessel, so the spirit's talking through him. Okay. So as soon as they strapped in, it turned into a half an hour session, but he actually put like word for word, like what one of the conversations was. So the EM, which is the SS method says, I see you. And Dana says, who are we talking to? EM says, as it should be, she's at rest. She's at rest. So Dana said that she didn't want to interrupt. So she was going ahead and letting the spirit talk. And then suddenly the spirit says, where? And then Dana says, wear what? Our nails. They're in the box. But burn her. No, maybe. Burn her. Maybe if that's what she wants, but not right now. Burn. Who are we talking to? Who is this? She's tall. Mm-hmm. Is her name Meg? That's enough for today. Okay. It's old and it's old and creepy. Dana sighs. And then the spirit goes, shh. He's not happy. Who's not? Dana said, that's fine. He doesn't have to be happy. So then the spirit says, he can see you right now. So then Dana asks, what's your name? One more. One more what? There's four. Three of you and one of us. Who is us? The first, the fire is hot. It's hot. Very few help. Not much. I'm sorry about that, by the way, which was Dana. So the spirit says, they don't help. Dana says, I know, I'm sorry. The spirit says, they don't help. The mountain, I'm dead, whatever that means. Dana says, I know. Did you live on this mountain? I just want to be free. So she asks, are you Meg? So then the spirit says, you said it. So then Dana says, you are free, Meg. You are free. You don't have to stay here. The spirit says, listen, listen to the trees. Wait, can you hear Can you hear the trees? Listen. So then Dana says, we're listening. What are they saying? See it? It's a big one. Dana says, big one? What? You helped. I hope so. So it was just like a lot of back and forth. So then after the end, it goes on forever. So then after the end, the spirit finally says, then send, send them home. So she's just like, the spirit was basically saying like she wanted to be free. She's free now, but he's not happy. We don't know who he is. So as far as Meg, let me back up. So there was a librarian from New York who stumbled upon um, their article that they wrote in 2016 about the artifact. And she actually emailed them about a tale called um, Old Meg. It's a long forgotten folk tale from the rural, from the rural New York, uh, which told of an old witch who dwelled in the forest and died under mysterious circumstances. The only surviving reference of the tale came from the 1940s book by the Federal Writers Project titled New York, A Guide to the Empire State. 
So the traditional lore said that old Meg, aka the hag, was the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter hermit queen of the infirmary family of the 400 who dwelt in the cabins of the caves of the wooded hills in uh, Sullivan and Orange counties in New York. Um, with, and that there is this withered old woman over six feet tall, extre- ex- like, ex- like super thin. Her skin was yellow. Her hair was black and long. Her chin was covered with like three, with like a three inch beard. Um, she had a supernatural power of healing, telling fortunes. One day, the one day old Meg was missing. Sam Quick was hunting and woodchuck. He pushed through the half-hidden path and under the chestnut tree came upon um, Meg's body that was pierced by a large splinter of, of a jack uh, stump that was thrust from her back. And, like, it pretty much impelled her. But nobody knows how she died. So on that Saturday afternoon, 200 men held a wake around the cabin at midnight and then set it on fire. So they're saying that it's that poss- it's possible that the thing that's attached to this artifact is this witch. old Meg, this one um, old witch that like dwelled in the woods and died. So that's when the EVP session they're referring, are you Meg? Are you Meg? Meg? But you see how like she didn't she never said yes or no. She didn't say yes or no, so they can only assume. Mm-hmm. So after mm-hmm. the EVP session, they heard the coyotes again, and then it got silent. They decided to try to go to bed. They were tossing and turning. Um, but they said throughout the night, they still heard like the the boots, like somebody stomping around the area and like there was nobody around them at all. Like there wasn't even anybody camping out there. The whole time they were walking up the mountain, they didn't run to, into anybody at all. It was almost like they were the only three people out there. Um, and as I was reading this, I was like, I hope y'all told people where y'all were. But he does mention like towards the end, like, he, they did tell, like, a lot of their friends and family where they were going to be. So just in case they didn't call them at a certain time the next day, they wanted them to send, like, search and rescue for them just oh, yeah. in case. Good. Yeah. Smart. So, of course, like, they didn't, they couldn't sleep at all that night. They were, like, tossing and turning. Um, finally, at 7 o'clock in the morning, um, the light started breaking through. Um, they decided to um, go ahead and take the artifact of the crone out of the mold. Um, they pulled it out of the mold. They went ahead and buried it and um, they left. They were able to make it back home. They get home, they open up the mold and it's a perfect mold. Perfect mold. So this is the replica of it. Oh, it looks just like it. White. They painted it to make it look like the same color. Mm-hmm. They said they went to Home Depot, they bought screws, or, like, they bought nails to hammer it into, like, the eyes. Well, they couldn't hammer it, so they drilled the, into the eyes to put the, um, to put the nails, and then they bought rope. So they were both each able to make, so this is Tyler and Greg. That's Greg, that's Tyler. Um, so they were both, got all, hey, Tyler. <laughs> Hello, Tyler. <laughs> Her face. so they were able to make one each so tyler took one home and of course greg and dana kept theirs um 
but they said that they they still display the artifact in their museum because it's a good story to tell. It's a long one. They were dealing with it for like a couple yeah. of years before they were actually able to like Let set it, it to rest. Um, they did say that as far as they know, they're the first paranormal occult museum that were able to release a spirit from an artifact and bury it and then also like take home a replica the way they did wow so and a souvenir they also thanked like all the witches and the mediums and psychics that helped them that night because they feel like it wasn't just them accomplishing it it was everybody's help throughout the world like that's crazy like people throughout the world that night helped them like with this ritual i wish i would have known i would have same help same and it was like here at your house oh my god and then like as i was reading like my heart was like oh my god i know as you were telling me i was like oh my god this is great I, I, like, I was trying to figure out how to make it shorter, but there's no way, like, you have you to tell the full yeah, story. Yeah, you can't take out any details. So, they, on their Patreon, so I actually became a Patreon donor so I can read the full story of, like, what happened that night <laughs> and, like, how they released it. So I would have, too. I'm officially a Patreon donor for the Coat and Paranormal Mus- uh, Traveling Museum. Uh, so, he did say at the end um, that in 2020, they're going to feature a Chrome documentary. And uh, they teamed up with Carl Prefier. He's another on another on, on another project. So if you watch this show, it's called Hellier. It's another documentary, I believe. Um, they said that it's going to be a really good quality documentary. The official announcements are way off, um, but they just wanted to let everybody know on their Patreon that there's going to be a documentary about the Crone of Catskills coming out soon. But with this horrible pandemic, I don't know when it's going to come out. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, so what happens to the nails in his stomach? Is he fine now? He's fine. That's weird. Yeah. But that's crazy. That's the. Uh, I am obsessed with this story, it's and so I want good. a little souvenir. I'm not. <laughs> I want the whole time I was one. like just staring at you, and I'm just like, yeah, you didn't feel her death stare. <laughs> I was just like... You're staring at me? Yeah, the whole time you're talking. I was just like this, just like... Are you almost done yet? No. Does it keep going? It keeps going. I I kept going. Girl, I skipped through through a bunch of parts. Um, So, like, even like... It's so good, though. I was like this during the whole time. It's really good. I like it. And I can't wait for the documentary whenever it comes out. We should have a girls' um, night and watch it. And there's a lot of... um, There's actually a lot of podcasts that covered it, but they've only covered up to where... um, they uh greg and dana took over the artifact so i think it's pretty cool that we were able to cover the whole the thing, whole thing. Okay. i think that's pretty cool because i had no idea like that they released the spirit and they buried it in the mountains so nobody else can find it like mm-hmm. no that's really cool i think that's so cool but they helped if you think about it actually it's a nice story because they it's helped. scary but it's nice they helped nice. the poor little innocent witch yeah but I'm not going to lie, I did have a dream last night about it. Mm-hmm. So I had a dream that I was searching through the woods. And I hadn't even gotten to the woods part yet, but I think just reading, like, the hikers hiking through the mountains and, like, finding the cave. So I was hiking through the mountains, and I got lost. And then um, I ended up by a cave, but everything in me was telling me not to go in, but I kept walking towards it. And then I woke up because Sabrina woke up. <laughs> Dun, dun, it was dun. so scary. 
I so swear, if I have dreams tonight, I'm... Mm. <laughs> I'm so calling you no matter what I was what actually pretty nervous about talking about it. So that's why I was like, um, I'm going to have candles. I'm going to have sage. And I'm going to have um, our, my rosary. <laughs> Just because how they said that there's a lot of people who talked about it or like read about it and like, they experienced stuff. So Yeah. <laughs> Usa. Usa. Mm. So Usa who wants to go with me to pee? <laughs> You're down the road. You're right here. <laughs> You're down the road. <laughs> You're down the road from the restroom. Yes. <laughs> wow. I know. You're speechless. I'm speechless. I'm speechless after I read all that. I love it. I loved it. All of it. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here another hour. Yeah. Oh my. I feel that. I feel like it took over the ending. No, that's. I kind of had a feeling you had a long story, so I picked a short one. I I always pick short ones because I know you two are gonna have like. Scary, scarier one. So I'm gonna let me just get mine out of the way. That way I can just. Well, don't like... get too scared. We still have the whole month of October to get through, to get you scared. <laughs> well, this is a. We're start. gonna play a game. Whoever could scare Ashley the most in one episode wins. Oh, Guys, no. look. <laughs> I know, like we've asked y'all so many times before, but for the month of October, we really want to read all of y'all's encounter stories. So yeah, s- send us your encounter stories. Don't be shy. Even if it's like stories, like scary paranormal stories you've made up, like you've written yourself, send them in. We'll still read them. Or ask your abuelita and your abuelitos because I know they have scary stories from the ranchos. Like it just happens. Yeah. They have to have scary stories. We want to go then. big and spooky for the month of October, especially just like me leading up to our anniversary. So oh, yeah. Yeah. If you have any haunted artifacts stories you want to send us, send it to us at scarynotscarypodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Visit our website, scarynotscarypodcast.com. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. I hesitated. <laughs> uh, subscribe to YouTube. Uh, make sure you rate and review us on iTunes podcast app. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Spotify, download Podbean, subscribe to us on Podbean because we're going to possibly do a live show in October. <gasps> and and... Dun, dun. God, I was like, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, please send us your stories. We want to read them. You can put, sorry, Ashley. She's still going to read them anyways. Yeah, I don't know why I do. Mm-hmm. It, I just see it says, sorry, Ashley. I'm like, <gasps> All right, fine. Let me and I'm it. like, oh my God, God, read that email. It was so good. And Ashley, okay, fine, I'll read it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I get but, curious. Yeah, so send us your stories. Send us suggestions. If you have any particular topics you want us to try to cover in October, send us your suggestions, please. Ooh, yeah. That would be fun. And until then, remember, you know, to pray and spray holy water and don't pick up weird artifacts that you find in a cave leave them there don't touch them um if you go antiquing make sure it's not a black mirror do your research do or history. a rocking chair i know if you get a rocking chair make sure it's not the devil's rocking chair and remember to always stay